GTA 5 isn't as good as you think. So there was this video released over a year ago now by English Ben. Why Grand Theft Auto 5 isn't as good as you think, a speedrunner's perspective. He starts the video by saying, you know, he's not a guy with thousands of hours of speedrunning in GTA 5, but he is a person with thousands of hours of speedrunning in the earlier GTA titles. And he says this, like to say that maybe someone who has that experience might disagree. Despite that I do have thousands of hours of GTA 5 experience, I don't find myself disagreeing with this video at all. It's why I don't think I ever mentioned it in Rambles. I watched it and I was like, yeah, these are all fair criticisms. Like, who could argue with this? And the way he presents it is perfectly respectful. As in, like, he's not belittling, belittling you for liking the game. And he acknowledges that the game does have good points, even if he points out the bad ones specifically in this video. Like, the first thing he talks about is no freedom. Specifically in regards to how you complete missions. All of us playing GT5 know that, right? What freedom exists in terms of, like, the speed run is stuff that you, like, need to have a deep knowledge of the game to know. But worse than that, though, what freedom does exist, even the stuff intentionally put in by Rockstar, you're, you're almost punished for trying to find that stuff. Because in 99% of the time, if you try and do something that deviates even a little bit from the obvious linear path, you're going to get a mission fail and you're not going to be rewarded for your questing. I couldn't believe that when you got to Red Dead Redemption 2, it became even worse than that. It was one of the worst aspects of GTA 5 and they just doubled down on it. And it makes me afraid that they're like, Oh, look, GT5 was so successful with this formula. G Red Dead Redemption 2 is so successful with this formula. And so we will get a 100% linear, no deviation, no freedom playing experience in GTA 6, even though they've been criticized from every angle for this feature of the game. He says that GTA 5 is easy. There's no punishment for failure. Every time you mission fail, you go back like two feet and you lose effectively nothing. You never lose any guns. Money is large use for cosmetics. You don't need to buy any weapons. You can play the entire game without, ever purchasing, without even purchasing a single goddamn thing. Anything you purchase is just like for the hell of it. It doesn't really help you get through the game. It isn't necessary. And who would disagree with that? The game becomes very hard with the speed run and, and when you do intentional challenges and stuff. But outside of that, it's easy as hell as is Red Dead Redemption 2. Is that just a, a product of the time? Is that what people are more interested in? But so many difficult games are so successful. Yeah, I don't know. The in-game mission skip feature is stupid in adults title. Who could disagree with that? They even brought it into Red Dead Redemption 2, I think, right? But I mean, they had that in Red Dead Redemption 1, but you need to fail five times to use it. With that being said though, like most people don't even know the mission skip feature exists in the game. Like, if you're dying or failing three times in a game that easy, you're just spamming enter to get back as soon as possible. You're not reading the prompts down the bottom corner. Yeah, I don't think the game was hard enough to justify that. Of course, that could just be us being speedrunners and so used to the game and all that stuff, but it's just hard to fathom that anyone applying themselves even to, uh, to some small degree couldn't get through it. The 100% is arbitrary and collectibles give no significant rewards, unlike previous titles. Who could disagree? You don't need to collect everything in the game to complete the 100% checklist. And I remember times in one, my 100% runs when I'd complete getting all the collectibles and a person seeing this for the first time would be like, well, that's it. You just get that car. Like, yep. Well, just that's it. You just get that one mission where you shoot that guy. Yep. Side content provides no benefit outside of completing it for completion's sake. Also true. But of course, that's more about the story, the interactions and stuff. Like the, there's no gameplay benefit, but the side content is more about the characters and those interactions. But even those weren't particularly amazing, right? They were good as a one-off play or something, but they weren't insanely memorable and amazing, right? 
GT Online is bad, its content is lackluster, and its stability is awful. Has always been true. And I'm surprised after so many years that they finally made some efforts in like the last year to improve it. Like what took them so long? Like even those who enjoy playing it is usually like, yeah, but like you can have fun playing it with your friends. That's true. As long as you're not a streamer who's targeted by mod menus, and as long as you're on consoles and you're playing with friends, it can be a great experience because there's so many things you can do in GTA Online in terms of all the mini games and whatnot. But no one would argue it's a smooth, easy to get into playing experience. And his conclusion here is good. GT5 is a good game, but a bad GTA game. Many positives, but many negatives. I've often said the reason why I like GTA 5 so much is because like it's just a familiar glove to me. It's an open world with mechanics that I've gotten really used to and I, I quite enjoy. And then I can set my own goals and work towards achieving them. Knowing so much about the game, it just feel, makes me feel good to play it. But I was never big into GTA before I started playing GTA 5. I can, like, now having played it for almost 10,000 hours, I can totally see how, especially as I've now gone back and played the older GTA titles, how someone who loved those games wouldn't love GTA 5. Definitely has a lot of strong points for it, and it totally makes sense why it's so successful, but it definitely has its uh, negative aspects that I hope they don't carry into GTA 6. As I say though, every single issue people have with GTA 5, it looks better by comparison to Red Dead Redemption 2. That has all those negative attributes, but like five times as bad. They are bad in GTA 5, but not so bad as to ruin the experience. In Red Dead Redemption 2, they can definitely ruin the experience, people. My new massively overkill PC. So it's kind of what my PC looks like, except all these are now blue. It's not a very good picture. My woofle for scale, though. That's what it looks like now. Pretty sick. I've never bothered with RGB before, and now I have, and it's all blue, which is cool. Why did I switch platforms? Because Intel is technically a little bit better than AMD right now. There's a lot of fans. It is. Didn't intend to get this many, but when I looked up a guide for how to install everything into this particular case, the dude was like, oh yeah, so I put like 12 fans in the case. I'm like, yeah, I may as well do that too, I suppose. There were only two mistakes I made with this build. The cooler I had was not very good for the original case that I bought. Just bought another case that was bigger. No dramas. The second error I made is last time when I bought myself a motherboard, I made explicitly sure that it had a 10 gigabit per second Ethernet adapter or whatever on it. This one only has a 2.5. So what I'm doing now is I'm ordering for myself two Thunderbolt to 10 gigabit cards that are going to be external to the, to the case. I've never used them before, but hopefully it's going to be fine. Unfortunately, there are none in my country, so I'm going to have to wait a, wait, wait a month for them to come in stock, which sucks. But until then, I'm going to be transferring files at like one-seventh of the normal speed that I'm used to. This would normally have already been done like hours ago, but I'm sitting here at 100 megabytes per second crying. So a lot of firsts in this build. Never had an all-in-one water cooler before or water cooler in general. I've never had a full tower case. I've always had a mid case. I've never done RGB. I've never done the extra fans. So a lot of good stuff. If you have 2.5 gigabits per second, how is your download 100 megabytes per second? But now this system only has one ethernet port. So I can't even use the 2.5 on this system because the router can't accept that. Why don't you use a network switch? Every attempt to use a network switch has caused me to want to jump off a cliff. I hate them. It's just not worth it. 
And besides, I'd still need to get at least one Thunderbolt 10 gigabit per second thing anyway. What files are moving? These are all my copies of GTA 5. My almost terabyte worth of copies of GTA 5. As far as the build of the actual PC was concerned, it wasn't as arduous this time round because I made sure not to unplug my main system. Like if you're building yourself a system using parts from your old PC, it becomes a huge hassle in terms of troubleshooting and moving over files and stuff. And when you start the build, you can't stop because your other PC is in pieces. I'm in a fortunate enough situation now, not like I was in the past. I'm building an entirely new system. So I would put together a third of the PC, go, I'm sick of this shit, and then just go back to work. And then the next day, do another third, and the next day, do another third. Whenever I ran into some difficulties or I needed another part, I'm like, well, I'll just wait a couple of days and, and complete it. I also had a, another monitor, a mouse and a keyboard so I could do all the stuff, install all the stuff before I actually put it on my um, main monitors and stuff. So it was a more difficult build than normal given the parts that I chose, but it was easier because of how I chose to approach it. NVIDIA gimped the 4090 so it can't properly do 240Hz 4K. The 4090 does not have DisplayPort 2.0, has DisplayPort 1.4a. This means that for the monitors that are coming next year, the 4K 240Hz, the 4090 is not going to be able to do that without some compression algorithm or something. And it just seemed like such a weird decision. Like even if it's some like fraction of a percent of people who need such things, it's just like you're selling a card that's this goddamn expensive. Why would you not put in a standard that was developed three years ago? Because I was going to look into for the first time ever going from 1440p to 4k. And that's how I found out about this stuff. I also found out that there's currently only one 4k 240hz monitor. Is this one by Samsung. This is a terrible picture of it. You can get like... 4K 120Hz or 4K like 165 I think or you can get 1440p like 360Hz maybe even 480Hz but the combination of 4K 240 is one monitor and it's a shitty fucking curved monitor. I wanted to do the jump from 165Hz to like the next one up which is usually 240 and I wanted to do the jump resolution wise as well going from 1440p to 4K and I found out can't do it. Curved monitors aren't bad. They could be fine. I've never used one though, and they've never really appealed to me. Why are curved monitors even a thing? As a person who's never used one, I can't say. Curved monitors are more comfortable for your eyes. Essentially, the curvature of the monitor allows our eyes to take in everything at once without strain. Curved monitors feel more natural once you get used to them. I could buy it and then just review it in a video chat. I should start doing more of that stuff. <laughs> like, I could just make a dedicated video and be like, Hey guys, I got a 4090. Here I'm doing some tests. Yo. A perk of being internet famous. This was a funny experience when building my new PC. I couldn't find my desktop background after I moved all my files to my new PC. I so I googled Dark Viper AU desktop background. Shout out to It's Aquito who found the original nine months ago and submitted it to the subreddit. Recently I went into the quest of finding a high quality version of the image Matt uses for his wallpaper. Here is the earliest link I could find of a website containing the image. Reddit's live stream service shuts down. Did you know Reddit has, well, had a live streaming platform? RPAN was an experiment launched by Reddit in 2019 and is now being shut down on November 15th. 
I always saw the occasional live stream on the front page of Reddit. If they were doing something interesting, I'd be like, oh yeah, cool, and then they'd scroll past it. Like, it was never particularly interesting. And besides, every single one of those people just advertised their Twitch on there. And like, I suspect that's what they saw it as, as another way to get viewers to their Twitch. But yeah, so I don't think it's much of a loss. Tips for making GTA Shorts successful. Any tips for GTA Shorts? No one wants to see the 910,000th random stunts of GTA. If you do not hook people immediately with something flashy, with your voice, with something like that, um, no one's going to sit and wait for it for 30 seconds for you to, you know, jump over some dude in GTA Online. If what you're putting up there isn't somewhat, like, unique, never-before-seen sort of sort of thing, you're not going to get views. And even if that thing is unique, never-before-seen, before no one's going to sit around for, you know, 15 seconds before scrolling to the next thing to discover that. $702 Big Mac donation. Here is another 1% of a Big Mac. 100% of the way there. We have now funded a full Big Mac for Matto. Thank you for joining me on this ride. For those who don't know, True Hexproof, like years ago now, did a meme where they donated $7.02 as a 1% of a Big Mac. And now they've donated 100 times $7.02 to finally get to the $702 Big Mac value. Thank you so much, True Hexproof. I'll find some way to commemorate it by doing some Big Mac video or something. Is the money you spend on food taxed? So I wrote something on Twitter and I got some strange responses that made me question whether I know what I think I know. All food should be tax deductible because if I don't eat, I will die and they don't let dead people make YouTube videos or live stream. Now, people commented down here, like in Kentucky in the US, most food isn't taxed. Like multiple people said that, but it's not the food that's taxed, it's your income that is taxed. A tax deduction means that the income that you spend on something is no longer taxed. In Australia, fresh fruit isn't taxed, but what that means is it doesn't have GST on it. You're not charged 10% GST on fruit and vegetables, but you would be if you had McDonald's. So there's no tax directly on some kinds of food, but all income that you spend on food that isn't a business expense is still taxed. So even if food isn't taxed where you are from, your income spent on food will still be taxed. Unless food itself is a tax deduction, which I don't think exists anywhere. But like, if you go to a business dinner and pay for food, that is tax deductible. True, if I started eating all meals on stream, I could argue that it is a business expense because I'm using it as an excuse to make entertainment. As in people who do like mukbang streams or whatever, where they eat food with their audience would definitely claim that as a tax deduction. So yeah, you guys aren't disagreeing with me. That's how I believe tax works. And so now you know. Reviewing Aventus and Oudwood Tom Ford. Two luxury colognes. I bought myself some cologne. Haven't tried them yet. I've never been much of a cologne person, but I remember I was at PAX and the conversation of cologne came up and I was like, I don't know, man, I got some on, I guess, but it was just some random stuff that I got a bajillion years ago, probably for my birthday or something. Didn't say that explicitly, but that's, that's what I was thinking. Like I was, but people were discussing cologne as if it was something important. I'm like, is it really? I've never really tried an expensive cologne before. And then I was reading something and they're like, everyone should have at least one thing of expensive cologne for real special occasions. I'm like, all right, well, I'll uh, look into that then. And I looked up like the most popular luxury cologne or something, ended up getting these. Um, Aventus. 
Smells nice, but I mean, that is a thing. That is certainly a smell that exists in reality. I can totally see how people like that though. It is entirely inoffensive. It's just like, oh yeah, if I smelled this on a person, I'd be happy that I smelled them in some capacity. And Tom Ford Oud Wood. I guess I gotta spray it somewhere else. Just to test it. <laughs> as, as, like, as different a smell as you can have. It reminds me, like, a guy wearing, like, a leather jacket in, like, a building made of wood. I know, like, yeah, you're having steaks. While the other one is just, like, fancy any situation kind of thing. Those, so those are my reviews of Aventus and, uh, whatever this one was called. Oud Wood by Tom Ford. Both interesting, but I prefer Aventus. How is Billy Mitchell able to sue so many people? So you guys may have seen Billy Mitchell is suing Carl Jobs again. Or continue, he's continuing to sue him and maybe suing him again for, with another lawsuit. How does this guy have enough money to be doing all these lawsuits? Like, watching this, I was like, yeah, I already know Billy Mitchell's litigious or whatever. And equally, this case seems to make as much, as little sense as the other cases he's done against people. But how does he have the money? If it is indeed cost Carl, I'm not doubting his claim, I'm saying, it, it, apparently it's cost Carl 180 grand to, to defend against this case. Can I look up, like, Billy Mitchell net worth? I mean, this says... It's a uh, million dollars. He has a rickety world famous restaurant. I mean, like, I know for a fact a lot of these net worth articles are complete nonsense. But if he had obvious public stuff that would suggest he was worth like $10 million or something, I'm sure it would be listed. So where is this guy getting like 200 grand per lawsuit or whatever to do this stuff? Because he hasn't won a case yet, to my knowledge. Maybe he believes he's going to win? Getting the money to sue people by suing people, it's all a cycle, but I don't think he's won. Has he? Strange situation. Hope Carl wins his case. Be sure to like and subscribe. Also leave a comment if you have something on your mind. My feed gives them to me from all over my channel. It doesn't matter how old the video is. I wish you all the best.